Another hundred people just got off of the train and came up through the ground While another hundred people just got off of the bus and are looking around at Another hundred people who got off of the plane and are looking at us who got off of the train And the plane and the bus maybe yesterday It's a city of strangers Some come to work, some to play A city of strangers Some come to stare, some to stay Every day, the ones who stay. Welcome to a very special, I mean, it's still Pride Month, but a little post-Pride weekend episode here of Broadway Radio. My name is Matt Timonet, and I am joined by cabaret icon, director extraordinaire, and recording star, Robbie Rizal. Robbie, thank you for uh, for chatting with me today. Good, good morning. Happy Pride. Yes, we are recording over the weekend just to pull the curtain back. Um, but so a very busy weekend for lots of folks, not the least of which uh, whom we were talking about beforehand. Your your husband, Lynn, is producing a fairly big thing out in Times Square right now. Yeah, he's uh, the events director for Playbill and, uh, you know, Playbill Pride, which is something that I co-created. And, and uh, I'm now a legacy person on, I guess. Um, <laughs> um, they, they've they just done these massive concerts and things. Uh, yesterday was huge. Today is huge. And then tomorrow's the march. So it's a busy it's a busy time. Very busy time. And it is going to get even busier for you as this coming week is absolutely bonkers. So let's mm-hmm. let's start with a really important question. Sure. When you when you think of the icons of cabaret, Marilyn May, Patty Lapone, Michael Feinstein, do you consider them your peers or your lessers? Cuz I'm not sure oh. <laughs> which which way that goes and it depends on probably how humble you want to be. True, true. That's so true. No, are you kidding? They're the people I look up to and emulate. Well, I try to emulate them, but with my own <laughs> twisted uh, brain. <laughs> well, over over the weekend, you released a new single. You have, not only are you directing a very big concert this week at Joe's Pub, which we'll talk about, you also have your own show coming up at Birdland later this week. We're going to talk about all of that, but to kind of celebrate... I guess everything going on this week, maybe pride in New York, but also a, a little bit belated celebration of your first decade living in New York City. You released a new mashup single uh, of two Stephen Sondheim songs about New York City, Another Hundred People, and What More Do I Need? And I told you this before, Robbie, this is, I've obviously listened to all of your music. I've seen multiple shows of yours. I think this is the best I've ever heard you sound. And I know that's something that you take very seriously, although you kind of put a lot of the 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 center square jokiness on a lot of songs. But like this is like a legit, fantastic vocal that um, I was really impressed by when I heard it. Just, just saw stumbled across it this morning when it was released. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, I had never really looked at I I have never thought of myself as a singer, which is hilarious because I have four releases now. That's stupid. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I, um, you know, I never really had thought of myself as a performer so much as a storyteller. And um, as we were first coming out of the pandemic, I had released my album, uh, The Songs of Inside My Locker. And I said to myself... If you're going to do this, maybe you should 
circuiting training, like the the strengthening. It's a lot like, I guess, going to work out and, you know, you need that core strength to do it. These are things I don't know about working out. So um, I had a friend who was starting a um, vocal studio and I thought, oh, well, this will be a great way that I can help a friend out and slide them some money. And at the same time, I can um, strengthen, which is what I wanted to do. Uh, so, you know, when I met, his name is Chris Sanders. He still has a vocal, uh, vocal studio. So look him up. <laughs> when I met with him the first time, I said, here's the thing. I don't want to change the way I shape a song or my phrasing um, because I'm very much lead from an actor first. Uh, I just want to be able to, I don't know, sing long notes and, you know, make them sound okay. Um, and, you know, he looked at me blankly for a few seconds uh, and he said, I understand what you're saying. Okay. Yeah, we can do that. And, um, the very next day is when I got the email from 54 Below that was like, hey, we're reopening in a month. Will you be one of the first shows to reopen? And so suddenly I wasn't studying for me anymore. <laughs> I was studying to like put together the show. But he really gave me all of the like the building blocks to be a better singer. And like I, I think that's reflected in what's what what was released. That's fantastic. And I, Christopher M Sanders.com slash studio. So I'll have a link to that in the show notes. If anybody wants to uh, check out that vocal studio, I saw in your post about the song that you had originally kind of come up with this idea. Was it last year or earlier this year when you were celebrating yeah. the 10 year anniversary of moving to New York? So I moved here 10 years ago, last September, and um, I was supposed to be doing a, a residency at the green room that um, it didn't come to fruition, but I had written this mashup for that because oh, that's cool, right? I'm going to be performing literally the same weekend that I moved here a decade ago. And <laughs> I do a lot of mashups in all of my shows. And every time I, I say, this is what I want to do, um, I am met with a, another blank stare. Um, <laughs> you get that. You get that a lot, Robbie. A lot of blank I really stares. Do, which is really funny because, like, like I have a proven track record. The blank stares are for naught, is what I'm saying to you. Um, but <laughs> I, uh, I, you know, I said this is this is what I'm feeling, and it's another hundred people. And what more do I need? You know, I I knew Steve Sondheim and. Both of these songs are about love and New York. This is a love letter to New York, really. So I said, what I want is for this to start um, another hundred people just sort of keeps playing under what more do I need? And then at the end, when another hundred people comes back, the strings are playing what more do I need? So I said that to Yaz, and he sort of turned his head like a full Stewie from Family Guy head tilt. Um, which meant he was processing it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he said, okay. Uh, and we played it through. And then he said, oh, this is brilliant. And I said, yeah, I know. Just play it. Stop it. Stop giving me the blank <laughs> stares. I know what I'm doing, damn it. I'm I'm okay. I do this very well. And I mean, Yaz, uh, Yasuhiko Fukuoka, who is my music director, is also a genius because he took, you know, my 
sketch and like brought it to life um, because I don't read music, but I do arrange all of my mashups, whether they're for me or for other people. You know, I wrote Still Hurting, I Can't Make You Love Me for Jessica Vosk. I wrote What Can You Lose, um, What I Did for Love uh, for Nika Graf Lanzaroni. I've written a bunch for uh, Kate Baldwin. Actually, every time I announce a show, the first text I get is from her that says, what's the mashup? So uh, <laughs> she knows uh, your brand. She does. And I'm thrilled. So here it is. In all its glory, we got something new, um, and I hope people love it and listen to it. What I think is so fascinating is like, obviously, Another Hundred People, iconic Sondheim song. What more do I need? Not necessarily like from the 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 Mount Rushmore of Steve's songs. And I know that song first as a Liz Calloway song. Uh, sure. Because she released it years and years ago on an album before the off-Broadway production of Saturday Night. And I guess that mm -hmm. gives us a, a fairly decent transition into your Birdland <laughs> show. Sure. Because one of your guests will be the great Liz Calloway. Also, Mauricio Martinez, who I spoke with recently here. Uh, and mm -hmm. you had a little bit of a change. So tell me who the, the third guest is again that, that just kind of joined the crew. Sure. Jordan Matthew Brown is joining us. He was an elder... Oh, uh, whatever. Uh, One of the elders. Yeah. The Ben Platt elder. Um, you know, Josh Gad elder. Uh, I <laughs> can't think of Elder Cunningham. Thank you. Is it yeah. Cutting it's Cunningham? Interesting. Yeah. Um, anyway, so um he's uh joining us. My bass player been behind me for every show I've done anywhere in the world, uh Wesley Borland. He has arranged a nod to the Andrew Lloyd Webber Love Trio with a different songwriter and it is uh bonkers and bananas and okay. wonderful yeah all right but liz i mean she asked me if she could be in my show and i'm who am i to say no here's the thing robbie like like you said you are a known quantity at this point not only for what you do as a performer but also what you do as a director um working at broadway records and all of these things that you do but like at some point you still i would think you would still have to look around and say Liz freaking Calloway asked to be in my show. Like that's gotta be at least humbling, rewarding something like that's insane. I it's stupid. That's yeah. what it is. But I'm thrilled. Like, please. Yeah. Yes. I, honestly. And you know, when, when she asked, we were texting, I think it, this was during uh, the creation of her Sondheim album. Um, so we had been texting back and forth because I designed that album uh, about stuff. And she just sort of offhandedly said, you know, if you ever want me to be guest in a show of yours, I'm happy to. And I took that as license to kill. So I said, okay, but it's going to be a bit. And she leaned in hard. It's very good. Well, and that's the thing I think people don't realize about Liz Calloway because she has one of the greatest voices of all time. And still mm -hmm. the fact that like, she sounds the same in 2023 as she did in like 1983 is, yeah. is otherworldly, but like mm -hmm. she's, she's funny. Like she's, she's very, so funny. Yeah. She's she comes great. Across, she comes across as very elegant when you hear her sing, but she's so funny. And so the joy of like dropping into that and letting people really see that is thrilling for me. I can't wait. 
Yeah, and obviously with all of your shows, the the set list is a surprise, and it, that's half of the fun is kind of seeing what you're doing. But uh, uh-huh. can you give us any kind of hints about things you kind of teased in ALW type thing going on? A trio, uh, a sure. Trio. But is there any kind of uh, hints you can tell people about what they can expect when they come to Birdland on Thursday, June 29th at 8.30 p.m.? Sure. Uh, the show is called Bring Me Giants, um, which is a quote from Cyrano, uh, okay. which is sort of like, I don't want to fight the small things. If I'm going to fight, bring me giants. Let me slay big things. And so it's all about sort of stuff that scares me, whether that's moving here, whether that's uh, huge songs or potentially stealing songs from Liz Calloway. Uh, uh, It's just, listen, I think it's fairly well known that Metal Ark has become a staple for me in the, uh, yeah. So maybe there's something there is all I'm saying. And it's it's a very eclectic set list. It's mostly musical theater, but there is a Luke Williams original. Luke was the music director for the residency that I had at 54 Below. And he's written a new song that I'm singing. And he also has arranged a song that I'm cribbing from Patty Murin and Colin Donald's album that I produced uh, because he wrote all those arrangements. It's exciting. I am singing some Bach and Harnick, which uh, was very exciting for me. And now it's like sad for me. And I realized that the first time I played Birdland was three days after Steve Sondheim died. And I had two, two of his songs in his sets. So I guess I'm I'm killing off major composers and I would like to apologize. <laughs> like, can we not do, I don't even know, you know, no Steven Schwartz anytime soon. No, no Charles no, Strauss, right? No Charles yeah. Strauss. Oh God. Yeah. That's, that's probably a more appropriate one there, but yeah, let's be very careful with your next set list, Robbie. <laughs> I'm doing my best. Yeah. So, um, Okay, so we, I, I said it's a it's a busy week. So this is happening mm-hmm. at Birdland Thursday, yep. June 29th at eight thirty. But the two days before that, you're going to be over at Joe's Pub, not in a show, not your own show, but actually directing the show of one of the iconic standout stars of RuPaul's Drag Race, Alexis Michelle, who is yeah. doing two nights on the twenty seventh and twenty eighth out at the Public Theater. So what mm-hmm. can people? expect from that oh so that show is a sort of tip of the hat to heroin worship like heroin as in like heroes not yeah the like narcotic yeah, yes. yeah 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 okay. like um i i just didn't want to say diva worship because it, it grows deeper than that okay. and also uh, like a, a nod to the like 60s and 70s variety shows you know, the like the Cher show and the um, Dinah Shore, any all of the Judy Garland show, all of those variety shows of the 60s and 70s and the great ladies who were part of that. I love that. It's so great. I have known Alexis now, um, I don't know, six years, seven years. Their album is on Broadway Records, uh, which is how we met. And we just fell in love with each other. We love, this is our first time collaborating on a project and they were a dream. So, uh, you know, when they asked me, I was all in. What was the very first show, like a cabaret show in New York that you directed? Oh, um, the first one that I 
did anything on was Elena Shadow's show called Always Better. Oh, amazing. Um, I love Elena. Yeah. I'm seeing her this afternoon in Days of Wine and Roses. Yeah. But it, with cool. the, the two guests in that show were Caitlin Kinnanen and Jessica Vosk. And that's oh. when I met Jessica Vosk. And we started planning Jessica's first show. And that's the first show that I officially directed. Yeah. Nice. That's the the whole um, Bridges connection with all three of them then, I would, mm-hmm. I would assume. So was this something that you ever thought was in your wheelhouse? I mean, obviously, you're brilliant and you're funny and you're, you know – so much music and theater history. So it makes sense. But like, this is a very different skill set than I think probably people would expect from a graphic designer, you know, someone who does that for their for their day job, especially at that time. Like, was this just a happy accident that you started getting into like directing some of the biggest cabaret shows in New York City? Or was this something that you always thought you could do and like had on your vision board or whatever? No, I felt absolutely backwards into it. It truly was just born out of Elena. Elena um, was standing by for um, Kelly O'Hara in Bridges, Madison County. As, um, as she is now in Days and Wine and Roses. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, she's only doing this weekend as yeah. like a, a thing, but she's not the show standby. But she was kind of, I don't, I don't want to say bored, but, you know, like when you're just sort of there, you have to be at the theater, but you're not performing. What can you do? We and she's been a friend of mine for uh, decades. Um, we were just sort of talking and I was like, well, why don't we do a show for you? Why don't we just put together a show? And honestly, it was just born out of like a need to create. And it just sort of snowballed from there. It was never meant. It just did. Does it scratch different artistic itches for you than being at the center and the performer of your own shows? Sure. Yeah. I think it's, it's, it's an interesting challenge to um, try to write in somebody else's voice because I don't want everything. Nobody should walk onto stage and sound like me. You know what I mean? Um, And I have a a very particular sort of rhythm to not that you can tell from this interview. I have a very (laughs) particular uh, like way of landing a story and a joke, etc. But it's a challenging to write in somebody else's voice, always in tandem with them, and also like find songs and slot songs in a way that's interesting. Jess's show, Being Green, was all about the tour of Wicked, but we couldn't contractually use any songs from Wicked. So <laughs> that was a fun challenge. Lyric Soprano, Kate Baldwin, we did a full pop show like all pop ben's full ben folds um uh aretha franklin it, it was all over the map and that is like a creative puzzle for me and so i really enjoy it one other thing that i think that you have always enjoyed and this was true especially at your 54 below residency when you all when you always had up and comers is kind mm-hmm. of bringing along some people who are early in their career So I feel like almost you can take credit for the success of some people who you have brought along. And after I listened to your new single uh, on Spotify, the next autoplay song that came after it was a step too far from your live album. So do you feel do you feel like you are now effectively a Tony winner since Bonnie Milligan was on that song? Like, I feel you you deserve at least half of the Tony. Uh, (laughs) uh, No. 
I am just so happy for, you know, I was bawling here at home that day because come on, how incredible. I was so happy for her. I love her so much and she deserves everything in the world. And, you know, she just was on my album. Like she, she did my first solo show and I'm so grateful for, I am so grateful for it, but she just did that uh, the very first one. And then just, Anytime I was doing something, if she was around, she would do it. And um, the fact that she's on my album, are you kidding? Ugh, so incredible. So incredible. And that song is great. Like, I am a diehard Aida fan. And I think, Same. I, 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 I believe I saw, and I might be conflating things because everything runs together and I'm an old man. But, like, did I see her, you guys do that song together with Christina Sejus at one of your shows, too? No. So... My, uh, yes, I just, uh, when I did it uh, the very first time, it was uh, for my Pride show when I secretly got married the day before. Right. Um, yeah. And that was Jessica Vosk and Christina Sajou. Uh, okay, okay, uh-huh. okay. Okay, I knew I was conflating things somewhere. Neither of them were around for my album. Christina was actually um, originating the role that uh, Joaquina won the Tony for in Paradise, right, Square, in Paradise Square out at Berkeley. Yeah, and um, Jessica was um, flying in a cherry picker. So um, (laughs) Bonnie graciously filled in, and uh, Maya Days, who was um, she was Aida on Broadway. Yeah, back in back in the day after after Heather. Um, But yeah, so I I knew I'd seen it, but I I couldn't place it because I was at that that Mm -hmm. show uh, at your Pride show that year. You can watch it on YouTube. Oh, amazing! We'll get that link in there too. So uh, really, it just. You you know that I'm not only uh, very fortunate and and grateful to be able to consider you a friend, but but a big fan of what you do and just the joy that you bring to everything, and and so excited for people to have the opportunity to see you again on stage. You're saying this is the only show you're doing in 2023, but as we were mm-hmm. talking about before, like things change, so there 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 could be something. But as of now, this is the only show you have on the books for the rest of this calendar year. So people need to make sure that they get their tickets to see you at Birdland. Of course, we will have the link on where they can get tickets to that in the show notes, as well as Alexis Michelle's show at Joe's Pub. And we'll put the link to uh, your new single in there as well and to Chris Sanders' studio uh, too. But um, also coming up in October is the return of Mauricio Martinez's show, 54 Below. I talked with him a little bit about that a month or so ago here on Broadway Radio. Uh, any other shows that you are responsible for coming up? Anything brewing that people should know about? Um, I'm trying to even think. I'm doing Jonathan Hoover's show. Uh, Jonathan Hoover, who is Inappropriate Patty. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's in August. Um, <laughs> Where is that uh, it's at? Called, you know? It's at 54 Below. It's called Second Rate Somebody on August 13th. Um and we are starting to write it next week. So I love Inappropriate Patty. And as we're just uh, building that show until he gets a cease and desist from Patty, um, <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be a good time. Uh, and that is uh, what I have scheduled so far this year. But also, like right now, we're just so busy starting this brand new uh, solo album. And the single that was released is uh, the first from that so 
Wait, I don't I don't think I knew you were doing a new solo album. So this is the beginning yeah, of know. your next one. Yeah, you haven't really said that. Okay, well, great. Well, this is breaking news, <laughs> I suppose. Uh, okay, great. So what, what is the timetable for that? When do you think that is going to be released? Is that a holiday drop kind of thing? I think we're looking at like an October, November sort of area. Yeah. Right now, the tentative title is called, I like this one. And it's just <laughs> some songs I happen to love. Absolutely fantastic. Well, Robbie, last time I was in town, you were in Greece, I believe. So I'm going to be back in August. We will have to catch up and do something. We thought that maybe you, Ashley, or I would be able to celebrate a Tony Awards prediction victory. None of us won, but none of us lost. We all had the exact same mediocre predictions. Uh, So we will have to figure (laughs) out a way. (laughs) Like, when I see people getting, like, 24 of 26, I'm like, how is that possible? Like, I guess they did better on the technical things. I don't think we did super well on the technical stuff. But, oh, uh, sure. But, yeah, whatever. So, yeah. uh, I'm thrilled for you. I'm happy for you. I know you are, you know, at this point, incredibly pulled in many, many directions. Not to paraphrase Crystal Rodriguez or anything. But uh, it's, a, it's a, going to be a busy week for you. But I'm excited to watch from afar and and see how everything goes and hopefully everybody will be able to get tickets and check out the show at birdland on thursday thanks so much i i can't wait to do it it's uh very exciting and scary so (laughs) (laughs) excited excited and scared you had to get a little uh one more reference to steve in there before we wrapped up yeah (laughs) what a pretty town what thought i could be duller more depressing less gay now my favorite color is gray a wall of rain as it turns to sleet the lack of sun on a one-way street i love the grime all the time and what more do i need my window pane has a lovely view an inch of sky and a fly or two why i can see half a tree and what more do i need The dust is thick and it's galling. It simply can't be excused. In winter, even the falling snow looks used. My window pane may not give much light, but I see you so the view is bright. If I can love you, I'll pay the dirt no heed. With your love, what more do I Shouting for quiet, someone starting a brawl. Down the block there's a riot, and I'll buy it all. Listen now, I'm ecstatic. Hold me close and be still. Hear the lovely pneumatic drill. A subway train thunders through the Bronx. Taxi horn on the corner honks, but I adore every roar. And what more do I need? I hear a crane making street repairs, a two-ton child running wild upstairs. Steam pipes bang, sirens clang, and what more do I need? The neighbors yell in the summer, the landlord yells in the fall. So loud I can't hear the plumber pound the wall. An aeroplane roars across the bay, but I can hear you as clear as day. You said you loved me above the sound and speed. With your love, what more do I need?
And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. And another hundred people just got off of the train. Another hundred people just got off of the train.